God bless us, everyone. I've killed it. Oh, everything I touch gets ruined. And we're gonna have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the campfire is warm, the whiskey's strong, and the Christmas cheer lays on you like a thick winter snow. I'm your folksy down-home deputy with a sprig of holly in his Stetson, Stu Kaufman. And I am Sir Galahad, Knight of Arthur's Round Table, Amy McLeod. You can find my press photo on the wall as a piece of set dressing. My name is Pat Jarrett. <laughs> And I am a sassy small child who is smarter than everyone else in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa Huggins. Nice. And tonight we watched, from 1950, Trail of Robin Hood, directed by William Whitney and starring Roy Rogers, Penny Edwards, and Trigger, a horse. Uh, excuse Uh, me. I am sorry. That is the smartest horse in show business. Yes. I, I was not impressed. Can I can I give well that might not have been the original trigger. That I was, was more impressed by the by the dog that mauled three yeah. men to death. So the, <laughs> the the trigger in this movie, I couldn't I tried to find out. It was either Little Trigger or Trigger Junior. Ah. Um I mean it could have been uh the original trigger because he died in 1965 but i couldn't figure out which one it was you sound kind of stressed out about this mel are, are you I, triggered? I, you know i love him <laughs> i i have i do you want your do you want the first trigger fact that i have trigger warning number one okay fire away so, <laughs> oh boo the original Fun trigger because there were three of them that I in my research that I found uh, was fifteen point three hands tall. That's a big horse. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. That's a lot of glue. I don't have that many hands. It's a lot of hands for no opposable mm-hmm. thumbs. The idiots. And and for for everybody who who does not understand horses, <laughs> Pat, um, <laughs> a hand is four inches. What? I don't. I didn't make it up. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're playing into the horse propaganda. <laughs> like, why don't I just measure it like a normal? Why not measure it in the metric system? Do you measure like, things in on. the metric system? No, but I we switched over to the metric system. I would. The metric and hand. I measure using inches and feet and yards like a normal American. But the hands? Come on now. Come anyway. My hand is about two hands tall. <laughs> <laughs> well... Amy, do you want to tell us what happened in this here picture show? Oh, I do. <laughs> this delightful seasonal movie that actually Romp. came out in time for Christmas. Well, this was actually two movies. Oh, really? Yeah, did you miss the movie in the middle of the movie? Oh, oh right, the little silent movie. I yeah, have yeah, yeah. a face and a postcard and everything for the mini movie. <laughs> How dare you? 
sorry that I did extra credit for this Christmas episode, this holiday well, tell, gift to all of us. Tell our us friends. more about one man's struggle against the nefarious corporate power of Big Christmas Tree. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> this movie delves deep into the cutthroat, backstabbing, high stakes industry of Christmas trees. Apparently, it's big fucking deep. I don't so, trust big big Christmas. I don't trust big Christmas tree. They're lobbying the government for who knows what. I mean, I think honestly they are. I know there's a big industry in Southwest Virginia for Christmas trees, but that's not what this movie is about. Right. We're talking about <laughs> all right. The then this isn't the old West because there was a car and there's the big city. So this is this was probably a contemporary western in because it came out in 1950. So. Probably. Probably. Like, I guess. When? How was this movie? Like, I have no idea when this movie was. Was it old timey Civil War times or was it, you know. It was Jesus times. Well, I don't. Leave it to Beaver times. I don't think there was like a Cadillac in Jesus times. I'm not a big Bible scholar, but that's my. 13 year Catholic school veteran. I'm fairly certain there were no Cadillacs. Thank you, Mel. Thank you. We'll discuss it later, but there is definitely a scene where I was like, is this going to turn into a Chevy commercial? <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Was ZZ Top on the soundtrack? <laughs> True story. So let's, let's get down. This movie was about an hour and four minutes long. And 10 minutes of that was the actors who were in the movie and a couple who weren't in the movie telling us how much we're going to like the movie, which I think <laughs> that's how from every like, movie should start and end. I have from like feelings, 1982 or something. I have, yeah. fe- I have a couple like feelings about some of the people that were on there. One in particular. Oh, can I? I will hazard a guess which one. But I wanted to, my one comment for that round table for... Uh, that because it's uh what was it shit it was like oh it was, fuck. what was it called it was something theater it was uh, like happy, the happy trails. trails theater thank you so the happy trails theater uh, we got roy rogers himself introducing the film and i just wanted to say looking at that group i'm like hey that's us in 30 years so <laughs> oh no choose hey. your fighter <laughs> you know start getting your costume ready Dibs on Roy Rogers. Oh, sorry, Pat. (laughs) Good luck with that. I called dibs on Penny. Okay, I'll be the other one. (laughs) Looks looks like I got a shot for Buckskin. Sorry. (laughs) And casual racism. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That pause is in. That's going in the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they, you know, I guess this was some kind of live event of some kind because it definitely did not seem scripted at all. Um, wow, cool dude driving by your house there, Stu. The coolest. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so the God people in the round table were? Uh, I know we had Roy Rogers and we had... Iron Eyes Cody. Yep. Um, and then Pe- uh, Penny Edwards. And who was the other lady? Dale Evans. I think that was Roy Rogers' wife. Dale Evans. Okay. Oh. Okay. Awesome. All right. Hmm. That he wasn't sitting directly no. next to. Well, he was in a way, but uh, 
she wasn't I the mean, one touching his leg. Cut through the whole uh-huh. thing. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that that kind of bookends the movie is this uh, round table who they made it seem like it was like an event where you could go to and they were like chatting during the film. It felt like because they're like, oh, we've been talking to you throughout the film or whatever. And I was like, I don't remember that. But anyway, also, strong, strong telethon vibes. Yes. Like we're raising money for some sort of disease I've never heard of uh, for but... your, your local PBS station. Exactly. Ah, um, so we finally get into the movie. Five minutes into the movie, we get to the first movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where um, basically what we have going on here, we have Jack Holt who is a retired movie star who is, didn't he play himself? They all played themselves. Everyone is playing themselves. So I was like, is this a documentary Uh or a movie? I don't know. That was my first question. Is this a documentary? So Jack Holt, he's like, I made a bunch of money. I just want to use my land to sell, grow and sell Christmas trees. And then he's going to sell them for like 85 cents so that everyone can have a nice Christmas tree without having to spend $8. Great. Then you got J.C. Aldridge, J.C. Penny Aldridge, <laughs> who wants to corner the Christmas tree market uh, so that he can squeeze every last penny and piece of Christmas joy out of everyone else because it's all about the money. I call him the Grinch of this He story. would be the Grinch. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. trying to you know, do the old business route. They want to um, either buy the land or lease the trees. Like say, hey, we'll cut the trees and bag them up and sell them for a price. Just, you know, so that they can have all the trees and sell them for a lot of money. Jack's not having it. Then you've got the, the lackey of J.C. Aldridge. Mitch McCall. I was like, Mitch McConnell? What are you doing in my movie? (laughs) He looks so young. (laughs) Here to ruin something else. Here to ruin Christmas is Mitch McCall. um, (laughs) Who, failing at trying to uh, get the land uh, or or trees legitimately, is resulting to some dirty tricks. And when I say dirty tricks, I mean crimes. So... (laughs) The fir- there the was so much crime in this movie. I was like, <laughs> this was way more violent than I was expecting. Right? Yeah, because like the the like blurb about the movie is just like, oh, you got some guy who wants to sell Christmas trees cheap, and one guy who wants to sell them for a lot of money, and they butt heads, and you're like, oh, it'll be a cute little like, learn the meaning of Christmas movie. We had oh, man. a man almost burned to death in a Wait. stable. We had yes. a man mm-hmm. burned to death by a bridge. We had a man mm-hmm. fall to his death. We had a stabbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, the attempted murder charges. I the framing. The, the, sh- the yeah. sheriff. The, the sheriff who came up and was like, well, you everybody better stay in the county until we figure this out. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah nothing... Nothing like a, the lightest, tiniest slap on the wrist. Thanks, yeah. Sheriff. Like, yeah. You know, you're, you men are white. Yes, it's going to be Also, turkey, all I, murder. All I wa- <laughs> turkey murder. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is arson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. much. Yeah. So he's resorting to actual crimes, like stealing the trees, setting multiple fires. <laughs> so many and fires. And murder for Christmas trees. I think. 
murder the for The most Christmas. unbelievable thing about this movie is that none of those trees went up in flames. I was going to oh, say yeah. that. I'm like, let's that that's uh, at the very end when they have to get the trees to market. Uh, they have to ride over a flaming bridge, which I'm like, yeah, we're going to go over the flaming bridge full of cargo that is incredibly flammable. Like the driest of Christmas Yeah, trees. they look like you could just, you know, look at them in a mean way and they'd the, burst into flame. They were gray. Oh, yeah. Point. I'm like, they just fire. Like, this is Technicolor. Those trees were gray. They couldn't, yeah. They were the deadest trees. <laughs> so that's kind of the main um, uh, conflict is you've got McCall mm-hmm. doing all this crazy shit. Uh, JC sends his daughter kind of early on because she's like oh i can take care of this i'm business daughter and i can get <laughs> i can get down there and do the business she has the suit for it <laughs> she's got the suit she's all like prim and proper she she goes down there because she's like oh the the mccall's like they're having a turkey shoot you can go talk to him then and she's like all right she's like i'm gonna go do a sex appeal exactly <laughs> at least there's some satisfaction in having a daughter with a business head on her shoulders just looking out for the altered interests it's an old habit of mine. <laughs> Turkey shoot. Give me, give me a, give me a minute. I'm going to sex appeal these guys. I'm going to touch an arm. So, and I'm going to do. My business. theory is this movie uh, was the start of all the men in flannel stealing your city girl. <laughs> oh, Mister Steal Your City Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, wait. Is this is that a reverse Hallmark? No, because mm-hmm. the, the girl comes from the city. That's the classic. And she leaves oh, yeah. her. Either ex-fiance, fiance, business hus- business person at home, high-powered p- business, boy. high-powered job at at bank, and then right she comes, or law office. Yeah, she comes into the small town. It's like you folksy people, and then she falls in love with a man in flannel. That's exactly yep. That's exactly what happens here because she kind of storms in, and I'm like, come on, you have to be like shooting range safety here she's walking right in front of all the rifles and like well right. what do you have these stairs here for i'm just gonna walk right down here to which i think she has a point yeah however those stairs <laughs> do lead directly into the gunshots <laughs> where yes. is right. the blocking just well, the, the osha violations abound <laughs> yes. yes speaking of crimes yes so you know just be another crime for the list of christmas yeah. crimes there's a fine there's definitely okay. a fine that is a safety violation uh hey, yeah who's the secretary hey, of hey, labor hey, in 1950 get him on the phone <laughs> yes pat uh that's the plot of the first movie yes do we want to talk about the second movie plot now sure all right let's let's get into that Hold one on. the second movie which plays during the arson in the first movie <laughs> Right before and during the arson. You have to be specific, Amy. The first arson. The first arson of the stable. But they saved all the horses. They did. All the horses. I don't think any horses were murdered in this movie. No, the horses made it. It was not. It was not explicitly said in the credits, so I'm going to believe that many horses were murdered. That's fine. You can have your own headcanon, Pat. <laughs> I will. There's nary an exploding horse to be seen. But I think this is an appropriate moment for a trigger fact. <laughs> oh, give us another oh. trigger fact. Because <laughs> um, I still got to go over the Mel's B trigger. plot of this yeah. movie. <laughs> so, so there's, oh there's some quibbling over what kind of horse trigger was. Um, yes. Some people said he was a, a walking horse. The original 
Trigger was um, the son of at least uh, one thoroughbred. So they're they're sort of not sh- sure if he was like a Tennessee walking horse. One of the other two triggers might have been a Tennessee walking horse. Um, but most places list him as a Palomino, which is when they're kind of that buff color with like a very blonde or white mane and tail. And that's your trigger fact. <laughs> hold, hold up. Hold, hold, hold up, Mel. I, I got a real question here. The existence of a walking horse implies that there is an existence of horse that does not walk. <laughs> I'd call that a running horse. Mm-hmm. A r- I was going to say rolling horse. I was hoping just levitating. <laughs> that no, I could get on board. This horse, dri- horse. this horse drives a car. <laughs> Toons is the driving Doesn't horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's digging back in the archives, Amy. <laughs> Classic. Yes. You know that horse is just sitting there with the the, the arm over the the bench seat because you know that that horse is driving a bench. Oh yeah, seat. oh yeah, this it's a big cavern like Mercury Grand Marquis. Yeah, there right? it is. <laughs> just looking out the window, all cool, like you know, just 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 that's the horse I want to hang out with. <laughs> I will hang out with that horse because you know what? That horse seems chill enough to not kick my throat. <laughs> Trigger is pretty cool. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's go on with the B plot. Okay. Now this is the B plot being the A plot of the B movie. Well, hold on. Right? We got to do. Well, should I oh. do the B plot of the first movie, or should I do the plot of the second movie in the middle of the first movie? Let's do the B plot of the okay. A movie, then the A plot of the B movie. Got it. Okay. So cool. Thanks. B plot of the A movie. So we have this little girl who has an older brother who's like forty years older than her. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was her father. No, that is I her did brother. Too. That oh, is her brother. No. That is what in the, the IMDB is that like despite that was like I think something like incorrectly regarded as a goof or something that uh her poor Yeah, mother. there's a 25 year gap between the ages of Gordon Jones and Carol Nugent who Dear. play brother and sister in this film. Dear God, if 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 they have the same mother I mean, in the movie. Whoa. God bless that woman. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. 25 maybe, years. Maybe one of them's adopted, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Fingers crossed. Splinters was adopted. I thought, yeah. Yeah, that's their name. So we got Sis and then Splinters McGonagall, which I just love the name. Splinters McGonagall. Uh, that's about what he's got for brains in this movie. But at least he's got sis to keep him straight. I'm telling you, um, if that child was not in this movie, no one would have lived. What I lack in brains, I make up for in ignorance. Yes, that's Splinter's McGonagall. Uh, but Woo! sis really has everything going. Like her and her brother, they have kind of a really cute uh, B-plot. Where at the turkey shoot, um, she's kind of helping her brother get some of these shots. But then she takes the final shot herself, winning the turkey which she names Galahad. Bird, it sure looked good on our big round table. Round table? We'll name him Sir Galahad, the knight of the round table. And she's very, like, in the beginning, she's like, I'm going to fatten you up, you fat bastard, and we're going to eat you. It's going to be great. You bet. I'll fatten up Sir Galahad till I can't walk. Mm-hmm. But then it, the turkey just steals her heart. And she should have named that turkey savory. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. You go name it an animal, you're really not going to want to eat it. That's, you know, come on. So, uh, after the after the arson, the first arson, 
Well, during the first arson. During the first arson. That's true. During the, I forgot. During the first arson, Galahad gets left in the building. So Sis has to then go run in. She doesn't have to. She's a child. She shouldn't have to run into the burning building to save the turkey, but she does, which causes Jack to go run in after her to be like, tiny child, a turkey is not worth your life. Get out of there. Which Jack then uh, gets smoke inhalation, uh, nearly dies, which they, they make a big deal about getting Jack out of there. And we do not see them get Sis out of there. And I was I, like, yeah. I mean, we see her later, but like during that scene of the movie, I was like, what about Sis? Is Sis okay? So, right, there's like, so I would like to point out, <laughs> she is a fireman. <laughs> she is a fireman, yes. So, sorry. <laughs> her running into the burning building, I'm like, I've everything this child does through that whole movie, she is incredibly competent. If anyone is, is going to go in there and rescue that turkey, it is Sis. So I wanted yes. to kind of be like, Jack Holt, you did it to yourself. You ran in. Ab- you don't chase a fire, a professional fire person into the fire. She's got it handled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's giving her brother a hard time because he hadn't gotten the fire engine fixed. Even though I was like, the fire engine's like literally next to the building they set on fire. I was like, did they really think this through? <laughs> just throw that thing in neutral and get on with it. Yeah, like just push it over. Or the right. hose is long right. enough. Right. Just go for it. But anyway, so, um, and then what I thought was really funny, so, and it's not funny that poor Jack <laughs> had smoke inhalation, you know, uh, issues and was in, they, well, and they said he was in a coma, but that he thought it was Christmas. And I was like, well, which is it? Like, how do you know? But apparently they're like, well, he thinks it's Christmas. So we're going to throw a Christmas party to make him feel better. Um, and it's like the brother looking at sis is like, well, you know, that means we're going to have to eat old Galahad here. Turkey in the trim. It's the whole works. Gee, that's a good idea. Oh, Splinter, you wouldn't. Cut to everybody singing around Galahad's cooked corpse. Goodbye, Galahad. <laughs> I was like, whoa, man, because like she's all sad. And then they make a... That was a smash cut. was a smash cut. cut. That was a smash cut. Apparently, nice. um, it's Christmas every day in the West. Or every Short. day is Christmas in the West, which I'm like, that's... Every day is Christmas in the West. Sure. Sure. Time is a construct in the West. Right. When I think Christmas, I think Old West. Um, Constantly. So, but that was kind of a, uh, you know, it was a gotcha moment because then the brother's like, oh, I didn't kill Galahad, but then nobody wants to eat the turkey anyway because they're like, it could be his brother. And I was like, you guys. You guys, it looks delicious. Just dig in. You guys are killing me, man. Yeah. I'm like, you already cooked it. Don't waste it. Like, come on. Um, So I feel like that was actually, to me, that was the most compelling plot of the film mm-hmm. was this turkey plot. I was like, that's the A story here is Galahad, <laughs> the turkey. Absolutely. Um, but you know, all, all, all ends well for the turkey. So that's the B plot of the A movie. Now let's go to the, the A plot of the B movie. Yes, please. So the, because this is during the arson. This is during right? the this arson. Is during the first this arson. is before yeah, Galahad yeah. is in danger of dying by fire. Unintentionally, yes. not by cooking in a fiery oven, not, but like an accidental right. arson fire. Other Everybody kind. get your murder boards up with your red string. 
keep track of this. <laughs> I think the turkey was behind it all. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. So, the film we see during the arson, uh, preceding and during the arson, is one of Jack Holt's old films, and it's called Dead Man's Gulch. Uh, the plot, as I can tell, is Jack Holt punches a bunch of bad dudes and chases them, and then there is a fire in the movie, which is great because then the building is on fire. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, the fire's so real, I can smell it. And I was like, that's not how movies work, but okay. Uh, my face... You have to be a sweet-looking dude. ...for Dead Man's Gulch would be Jack Holt as he's punching a dude in front of a bonfire. <laughs> yeah, it's a good yeah. face. <laughs> it has all the black eyeliner oh, you great. want. Also on his eyebrows. <laughs> Yes. You got to get that grease all up in there so you can see it. Um, so they're, the coot. After all, he's not a bad old coot. Coots were lacking. I didn't see any coots. Uh, you know. That movie had a lack of coots. Andy. Yeah. Truly. Dreadful lack of coots. Postcards. I enjoyed the, the scene of the fire right before the real fire breaks out <laughs> during the first arson. So. I, I, I would also drink in that wagon that uh, somebody jumped out of. So... If that qualifies as a saloon, sign me up. Mel, how about costume corner for uh, Dead Man's Gulch? I mean, nothing really stood out to me, but Jack Holt did not have hat too small in that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm glad you mentioned hat too small, because I want to I wanna question the A movie hats. I believe we have a case of hat too big. <laughs> Is there such a thing? I, I, I. Did you look at Mitch? That man was swimming. That man in was it. swimming in everything. He was a very gaunt figure. He was. Right. He was like so tiny. You know who else was gaunt? It was Hank Williams Sr., right? But the man looks sharp. You can, you can dress a man who's gaunt and make him look sharp. They did not well, do that to Mitch. He was the bad Was that because guy. he's a villain? All right, he's a bad guy. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. You're supposed to hate him. All he wants to do is I hated his hat. He just big. wants to set shit on fire. And part of me is like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, this seems like an awful lot of work for Christmas. Because that was the other part was Mitch wanted to run off with the profits from these Christmas trees. I was like, this sure. seems like an awful lot of work to steal Christmas trees. And he kidnaps uh, JC. He does because is- JC comes down to like sneak on as like a worker. Oh yeah. And then wait, is this is this who they call Pop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets all sweaty on the mountain. <laughs> Sounds like. A... <laughs> Sorry. I'm... Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Here's a sweaty white guy in flannel. In flannel. <laughs> yeah, this movie was undoubtedly filmed in like high August. One hundred percent. It's like 85 <laughs> degrees out. Oh, oh we, we killed Amy. Amy. <laughs> My brain is like imagining some kind of like album cover <laughs> with like someone in a flannel shirt, super sweaty, is like like love songs from the west in the mountains or something. Love songs from the mountains where every day is Justin Christmas. Justin Timberlake's <laughs> Man in the Woods. Man oh, of the yeah. Woods. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh. oh crap! Just as bad, it, this, just as awkward. Oh shit! This this movie. All right, so this this the whole 
Do you want to go big picture and then get down to smaller picture well, on think, this one? Because I've got some thoughts. I think Amy thoughts. has to tell us the end. Yeah. How did, oh, how, oh yeah. sure. Sorry. Sorry. It ended. Uh, it ends because... So nobody wants to ride the Christmas trees out to market because Mitch, no one is, Mitch McCall keeps beating the shit out of anyone who wants to do it. And so, no one has ever heard of a truck. No one's ever heard of a truck, I guess. Even though there's cars. Um, fogging up my own glasses here. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> just thinking about that sweaty Ooh. man on the mountain. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um so what sis does she sees all the movie star friends that jack has and ends up calling them up to be like hey why don't you guys help so there's a cameo from like about a dozen actors from old westerns who i'm like man this would be a lot more fun if i knew who any of these people were (laughs) ben (laughs) and i said exactly the same thing (laughs) yeah like i bet this was like awesome this was like you know like avengers uh, infinity war for uh, Western audiences back then, but I'm like, oh shit! And like at the book ends, they they even discuss it. Like Roy Rogers is just like, it's like, it's like you have to remember them. That's the only way they'll live. Like you remember this guy, you know, like Crash Corrigan, right? <laughs> you remember him? Oh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it really was like a like a real life. If you clap for them, the, like the uh, Tinkerbell asking the audience to clap for Peter Pan. Yeah, right? exactly. Or wait, Peter Pan asking. Other whatever. way. Yeah. You know yeah. What I'm saying. One of those ways. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. I'm also anti Disney, <laughs> anti horse, anti Disney. I'm going to be the least popular person on this friggin' show. <laughs> Direct all of your hate mail to uh, Pat Jarrett. <laughs> Cow punchers. That's cowpunchers show. That's multiple cowpunchers at gmail.com. Give it to us straight. Just write me some awful hate mail. We'll take it. Thank you. And include a five star review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send your hate mail to Pat as a five star iTunes review, and we'll tell it to him live on the air. Mm-hmm. You can rate me one star on my own personal Yelp. <laughs> I am a Yelp business. <laughs> Your business is so. your business is just described as man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. Hey, business is booming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how, wait, do, how, do we figure out how this movie ended? No, we haven't gotten to the bridge. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh yeah, there's another arc. So they're like they're getting ready to to take all these Christmas trees, I guess, over the only bridge. To just, get to where they're going. Just the one, and it's all made of wood. It's un- entirely made of wood. I don't even think there's any metal nails in this thing. It's like Right, this this is a place joinery. the New Deal... The place the New Deal forgot. Yes. Because <laughs> they're in, like, carriage... I mean, freaking... Oh, the, the, I forgot. So, JC's daughter, her name is Toby. But Toby shows up in a fucking car. And I'm like, <laughs> we're in freaking coaches? Wagons? Anyway, so they get all the wagons loaded up. We got to get over the one bridge that's completely rickety and made of wood that the bad guy is going to set on fire. So the the bridge has been set on fire. They're trying to get over it. And that bridge engulfed in flame awfully fast. It's like it was made of Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but they are, mm-hmm. as soon as the last wagon gets over that bridge, it collapses like a, like a deck of cards. Like it just implodes crushing a man and and at the back of the pack of course was the human child little yes with her turkey bringing up the rear yes with her turkey badass 
all the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was amazing. Badass all the way. OSHA violations all <laughs> over Ch- the place. Yeah, 100%. Just child labor laws skirted. But they're able to get those trees to market. And then at the end, I guess JC is like, we're going to be partners now. And we're going to sell these trees so cheap. And I was like, I don't really understand. I'm, I, I guess the change of heart was that he saw like how awful McCall was uh what he was doing to to i guess make money so that he's like i won't make money i don't know to be fair he was almost murdered (laughs) he was almost so Um, yeah but i did the conversion because he mentions like i'm out a quarter of a million dollars right so 200 and 250,000 right that's correct Mm -hmm. uh in 1950 was three million uh, ninety-one thousand four hundred and ten dollars and seventy-nine cents, according to Google. That man yep. lost three million dollars. <laughs> well, granted that he did look like a high-powered old-timey banker. I mean, he was getting a manicure done at that one point, and he was, I was very busy. Say, now he was. I was very busy getting my nails. I want to lead out our discussion here by saying. Uh, I think this movie answers the question, what if you made a movie out of a Christmas display at Cracker Barrel? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, a super talented dog. Right. That mauls three men to death. Now, I do want to talk about the animal actors here, because, you know, Trigger was given top billing as the smartest horse in, in the movies. So, so in the world. Quick quick trigger fact. <laughs> oh. Give us okay. another, yeah, another trigger so, fact. So uh, the original trigger was named Golden Cloud. Hmm. And his first appearance was in another Robin Hood movie. Ah. As Maid Marian's horse in my very favored 1938 Robin Hood with Olivia de Havilland as Maid Marian and Errol Flynn as Robin Hood. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Amazing. But wow. my good boy, Bullet, the dog, where's his men. billing? Right. He was freaking lassieing it up all over the place. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Lassieing and uh, like, uh, what's a little orphan Annie's dog? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you hadn't just said it. Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. Like, it's like Lassie and Sandy had a badass son. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was like, is this, is like Rin Tin Tin in this movie? Yeah. I, I, I was so excited in a Christmas movie to see a dog go feral, eat a man, and then have the town just watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a little shocked at how often they let that dog just lay in people. Oh, bullet. <laughs> They're just like, bullet knows people. If he's, if he's biting the shit out of you, you deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, none of that my dog is friendly shit. It's like, if you piss off my dog, he will bite and maybe. Yeah, you shit. will die. Yeah, we can't stop him. We've tried. I mean, he just won't We stop. won't. Listen, we're not going to... You better stop being a jerk to my dog. You're going to lose the arm. Yeah. We'll I'll stop. Here. I'll stop being a jerk, I swear. And then, then the scene where he was, like, stalking the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. The, and Like, just, like, watching him, like, scheming, like... This guy's up to something. I know exactly, it. Exactly, yes. Again, the level of violence. <laughs> Two arsons. <laughs> yeah. Flaming bridge. Very vicious dog. 
Yeah, with a storyline that you could easily, like, to me, I'm like, if you told me, it's like, oh, you've got two camps. One wants, like, cheap Christmas trees for everybody and expensive Christmas trees for profit. I'm like, this sounds like a Hallmark movie. Again, woman mm-hmm. comes from the city, falls in love mm-hmm. with man in flannel. Like, learns, I feel like. Learns the, learns the spirit of giving. Yes. Santa's coming and he's delivered arson, dog attacks, and he's stuffed your stocking with fist fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Hollywood haymakers for everybody. <laughs> it's like, I feel like they made the movie, like a Hallmark movie, and then they had like a, they asked like a 10-year-old boy, like, all right, now how do we make it cool? <laughs> I want Roy, Roy, oh, Roy Rogers to punch a lot of dudes. <gasps> and and can, can we talk about those punches? Because every single person who punched communicated it three blocks away gotta be punching you now get ready my friend this was ballet (laughs) it was it was like beautiful i was like i love these fights it's like a dance it's amazing i I, I love the scene where uh i think it was mccall and roy rogers were fighting and and mccall has a knife yes Mm -hmm. and 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 they're they go behind the tent and he pushes the hand down, and the knife cuts through the tent, and just their hands go through, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's good, that's pretty. Yeah. I I like the scene where they were shooting the sign to intimidate the guy. All the movie cowboys show up, yeah, and there and there's the one guy they that they want to get like the plan out of or whatever, um, and he's underneath the sign, and the sign is improbably held by just many strings of rope, mm-hmm. as many strings yeah. of rope as cowboys. Exactly. Um, and I love that, like, How they convenient. keep shooting it out, and they're, like, gathering around him all these movie cowboys. And I said to Ben, what are they going to do? And he just goes, they're going to cowboy at him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they did. And I like the one guy uh, where they were like, oh, I don't like to use a gun. I like to use my knife. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm sure for the audience, it was like, hey, remember what each of these dudes is super cool at doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to yeah. do the thing. He's the knife guy. You remember knife guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did the knife thing. <laughs> it's like seeing Ant Man. It's like, oh, he's gonna do the Ant Man thing. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna, Look, he's gonna, he's gonna get real big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but well, the other the other thing I love about that particular scene, Mel, is that none of those guys aimed mm. those guns. They were just like, oh, pew, like from the hip, from the shoulder. Around the head, like not one of them using the sights on the damn yeah. gun. Not no. gonna that's, lie, that's, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's just cowboy I, magic. I, had, by that point, in the movie, I was like, I'm having fun. And oh, can we yeah. admire all oh. the sweet duds on all those sweet-looking dudes? Yeah. So I saw two dudes wearing blue shirt and like orange kerchief. I'm like, it's like two ladies wearing the same dress at the ball. Like, come on, fellas. <laughs> I did notice that. Like, are you guys a thing? Right, it's a couple's costume. I wouldn't have gone out on the range today if I knew you were going to wear that. God damn it. Right. (laughs) I had a very similar situation where uh, my band recorded an album this weekend, and my drummer and I showed up wearing the same hat. And we just, like, we didn't say anything, but the next day I didn't wear a hat, and he wore a different hat. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) You just threw your hat in the trash. You're like, I I can never wear this again. So I once wore, (laughs) me and a a male friend of mine in college had the same class, and we showed up in class both wearing the same Paisley shirt. I don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> it was great. So my Amazing. best friend from college and I, one time we went to go see a show in New York. And I showed up and I had a, a uh, black top and pink jeans and a pink purse. And she had a pink top, black jeans, and a black purse. And, and then we you're like went, a thing. And we went to we went out for lunch, and the guy, the mater d, like looks at us and he goes, "Did you plan this?" And we went, <laughs> "No." Yeah, I'd be like, "Are you like no. a a thing? Like, is this like a like no. a famous duo that I'm unaware of? Like, are you famous? Should I tag myself in your post on Instagram right? just because? Can I uh... get your autograph just in case? Uh, um, sp- go ahead, Stu. Uh, Speaking of wearing things unexpectedly, did anyone see a horse or two wearing a cowboy hat in this movie? No. Well, there were several horses wearing cowboy hats. Does I miss that. Does, I, <laughs> I'm so sad. Does not shock me. I think most of them were pulling the cart with the with the little girl in them. Oh, like the little yes, okay. And it's just like it was like it was casual. No one pointed it out. No one said, Oh, isn't that funny? It was just like That's- Oh yeah. In this universe Horses wear cowboy hats. Um, this seemed this this universe did seem weird like that. Like perhaps this entire thing happened at Dollywood. Oh, I would go there in a heartbeat. Totally, but you wouldn't be drinking anything because it's a dry freaking. I don't county. care. It's Dolly Parton. I understand, <laughs> but like, but like, you get a weird, you get a weird like sugar drunk on adults where they're just like, yeah, bless America. And it's like you've. Ma'am, you've had 13 pieces of coconut. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this is the town where, like, the person who ran it was a 10-year-old child. Yeah, because um, the, the mayor. Sis, she is the mayor. She was, Sis was the most competent person I have ever seen mm-hmm. in a movie. And let's, I mean, like, th- there's a similar thread here with Down the Wyoming Trail. This is the same kind of, it's the same kind of movie. It's... It's getting on towards Christmas. You're trying to get the house together, and your kids are driving you up a wall. Here's a quarter. Take your brother. Go to the movies. Watch Roy Rogers, and just get out of the house for Give an me hour. A and goddamn a half. hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the goddamn bear. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> shit. What was I gonna say? I had a comment about sis. Um, I thought she. Oh, was... oh go ahead. yes. So her competence, like she was good at shooting. She freaking slingshotted a freaking clay pigeon out of the air, mm-hmm. which was. Right. I mean, I was like, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, Dead. Oh yeah. Here. So she's like super good at shooting. She like takes charge, but like never in like the little kid way where you're like, God, that dumbass annoying kid thinks they know everything. You're like, Oh no, she does know everything. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> Every time her brother was like, oh, you stay here, I'll get help. She's like, no, no, you stay here. I'll get help. She, she's on the fire, she's in the fire department. Yeah. She's, she's, not her brother, her is trusted to drive one of the wagons full yes. of Christmas trees. With her turkey. And they right. like turn that, around and go like, come on, sis, you know you can make it. And she makes it. That turkey riding shotgun. Uh-huh. Yeah. And in one of these exchanges with with her brother, the Splinterhead, yeah. uh, he he says he lets f- slip, or she says, "So what? You slept with the horse one." Yes. And he goes, "I slept with the horse blanket, or like something like that." Well, I had to. It was his blanket. Yeah. And that's like, hmm. 
What do you mean by that, sis? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. It's like, I don't like any of this. <laughs> like, uh, I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. No, oh, thank wow. you. I also posit that she may have been a homicide detective after uh, <laughs> Splinter finds a dead body. He cries out for his sister, and she shows up like, don't worry, I got this. I was waiting for her to be like, all right, I'm going to need the coroner's office. Now. One more I was th- like, Oh, one more question. I was like, I was like, so she shows up, and I'm, I, there's a man who has collapsed, has clearly been stabbed, and is, that's a dead body. She is a child. Why are you having, like, come here, child, and see this horrific sight? Yeah. Help me solve this crime. And yeah. she's, like, comforting him because he's like, oh, my God, like a dead body. And she's like, it's all right. It's all right. Also, I've seen lots of yeah. dead bodies in my line she, of work. She lights a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's, it's her idea to call up all the movie guys to get yeah. help. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Well, she yeah, and she yeah. forgot Tex Ritter and Hopalong Cassidy. <laughs> um, so I also have a theory about all this. Can I can I explain my grand yes. theory of the, this whole film? Okay, lay it on us. All right. I I think I understand this movie in the pop culture continuum. Okay. <clears throat> Follow me here. This movie is Space Jam. Go on. You got the blending. You got the fourth wall breaking. You got the like movie within a movie kind of like animation plus real life thing. You've got a clear old man enemy, right? Who's who's trying to do something nefarious, and they enlist real humans that aren't actors doing what they do. This is. 1950 Space Jam. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. I mean, mean, to be fair, isn't the main plot of Space Jam uh, capitalism? I'll be honest, I don't know. I I believe believe what they want (laughs) is they want the tunes to come to the place to to make them money. Yeah, yeah, Dana DeVito is doing something nefarious with capitalism. Mm -hmm. So, yes. What in God's great earth are you going on about? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought I thought uh Trail Trailer Robin Hood had a lot more basketball in it than Space Jam. <laughs> so I mean they did have that in common, but And you'd think a... Space Jam's Michael Jordan, you'd think there'd have been a lot more basketball. So there's something it, there's think. something else I want to quibble about with this movie. Can we discuss quibble the away. trees themselves? The awful <laughs> The, like, most Charlie Brownest looking Christmas trees that ever Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. The, 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 that quality of Technicolor did not do any favors either. No. And they were, like, oh, yeah. scraggly. Um, now, I am not a person who has ever had a real tree. Um, I always grew up with fake trees, uh, mostly because... Um, one time my grandfather was helping this was years ago it was probably the 50s was helping um after christmas to take down the trees that they had put up in in the local parish church and my grandfather said to the priest like oh you should probably like look into she got a lot of candles in there you should probably look into getting some fake trees they make really good ones now and the priest was like well why and they had all the trees piled out back in the parking lot. My grandfather just lit a match and threw it and set all the trees on fire. And he was like, that's why. 
<laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I was going to say, was it because your grandfather was part of the plot of this movie and that turned him <laughs> off from Christmas trees forever? I mean, <laughs> he could have been. And he swore that no one in his family would ever <laughs> all that Speaking comes of... from real christmas trees is death death and capitalism death and, and capitalism turkeys dying arson uh, god damn it <laughs> y'all catch that nice leap to horse oh oh yeah it, like uh-huh left yeah, yeah, off of yeah. one horse one foot Straight onto his horse at one point. Okay, so I just need yeah, to say yeah, there are a lot of that there riding. was some yeah. in like increasing uh, complicated ways to mount a horse that Roy <laughs> Rogers was doing. Um, and I think this is a, a, a quick moment for another trigger fact. <laughs> yes, oh. trigger fact. Um, so uh, apparently he knew 150 trick cues. Um, one of which is he could walk 50 feet on his hind legs. Yep. Um, and, he could vote. <laughs> and uh, he had become such a ham, and we're talking about the original Trigger, that any time he heard applause, he would bow. Aww. That's so sweet. <laughs> so that's different from the horses that I hung around where uh, we started to applaud for something unrelated and the horses just started going nuts kicking and kicking the doors. So yeah. I called And they said, don't clap. Don't clap. <laughs> I don't believe you've ever been near a horse in your life, Pat Jarrett. I photographed uh, the uh, Kentucky Derby in 2006. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Okay. I, was in, I was in the paddocks with the what horses, happened, which Pat? is why we couldn't clap our hands because they were sensitive like well, glass. Well, those were thoroughbreds. <laughs> well, they're, fuck they're those a horses. Different, fuck they're a different horses. level of nuts. <laughs> my fa- You wonder why. This is like my main experience with horses, and you wonder why I don't like them. My favorite horse story is this. So at the surrender at Yorktown, they had they had to make sure that all the French officers were up on horses so that they could lord it over the British and give them the finger. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the French naval officers, they were unaccustomed to that. And one who was strictly was not a horse guy. So they put him on a, on a small horse, be like, it's so you won't fall very far. And during the surrender ceremonies, the horse squatted to take a huge shit and the at the admiral panicked and shouted out out, out in french merde my horse is sinking <laughs> that wouldn't happen with trigger i'll tell you oh. why he more trigger facts <laughs> he apparently oh, oh, more trigger was housebroken facts. and the oh. method by which roy rogers did it was a closely guarded secret oh oh no <laughs> Oh no! That oh no! That's a dark fact. Oh, Mel. Oh. I do. I do. Roy. <laughs> I will say I did enjoy the amount of horses in this movie. Lots um, of horses. Although it made no sense why there were that many horses, because they had cars. Yeah. <laughs> Only Toby well, had a car. But, Space Jam But I dimension. think one of my favorite parts of this movie was the chase at the end where they were just running. It was after the bridge had collapsed. Well, I did find the bridge, like, running across the bridge, like, super exciting. I was like, yes! 
Yeah. But I, I greatly enjoyed when they were like running flat out afterwards before the guy fell to his death. I was like, that. I was about to say this guy fell to his death. Oh, yeah, Stu. It was Stu, a kid. Can you tell us? Tell us how he fell to his death. It was oh, a yeah, kid yeah, yeah. scream. He was climbing up a rock. I don't even know how he fell. He was All cl- I remember is the canned scream <laughs> and what was clearly a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> well. To me, I was like, he's all like sneaky, like, I'm going to get away. Let me climb on this water wheel. And then he just falls to his death. I was like, well, that problem solved itself. <laughs> I have expected the, sc- the scream always sound. It was like like so close to be like, this is like a Monty Python sound mm-hmm. effect. Oh, absolutely. But the, but the I mean, chase phew. was cool. The, yes. The chase was cool. I'll give it that. It was. But, I, yeah, I enjoyed the fighting. Go ahead, Stu. Speaking of these bizarre scenes, uh, can we talk about the face? He happens to be a sweet-looking dude. The face. Because my face is actually an ad for Chevrolet. <laughs> See the USA in your Chevrolet. Here's a beautiful young woman in 1950 in a cowboy hat with a top down on her Chevrolet coupe. <laughs> oh yeah, th- th- yeah, 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 yeah. Bel Air, exactly. you know. Like, why, why, why is she dressed like a cowboy all of a sudden? They had to pay for the movie somehow. Well, oh. that was her slowly transitioning from business lady mm-hmm. to cowboy lady. I have comments right. on her outfit. business daughter to cowboy. Yes. When wife. we get to the cowboy. sewing corner or whatever it yes. is, I have, I have, uh, I have comments on her outfits. I, mm, she wore some outfits. <laughs> yeah. So, I, as far as faces go, I do think my face is uh, business daddy face. Business dad? Yes. Business dad when he's sweaty on the mountain and he's listening in to schemes. <laughs> and he's like glistening and furrowed. And it's like, that man is un- that man is as unhappy to be in this film as I am watching it. <laughs> and then calls attention to himself by slamming the spoon down. Immediately, he's just like, looking for a idiot. Way. He's just looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he. Business dads don't know how to sleuth. No. Nope. <laughs> failed his failed his stealth roll. Yes. <laughs> just natural one on that stealth roll, but man, he brought a face. My face was sis um, when she thought they had killed Galahad the turkey. <laughs> it was oh, just was so like heartbreaking. I was like, how could you kill? Her turkey, and it's hers. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll tell you how. It was delicious. I'm, you know, <laughs> I thought that was so dark when she's like crying, petting the turkey, and then cut to cooked ass turkey I'm with like, like oh, jaunty yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's oh, Christmas, yeah. Christmas time. Look at this delicious turkey, and then she's all like, oh, my help turkey. me, help me eat my friend, right. <laughs> Even the dog wouldn't eat it. I was no. like, Jesus. That was some bullshit. Well, that's not a real turkey right. leg. No dog could resist that. Right. Also, that's like, she calls them cannibals. And it's like, are you just calling everybody turkey? You just I mean, her, turkeys? her is that brother a... is. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh-oh. The world's dumbest human man. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to give my face Nothing. to uh, Miss Toby Aldridge. Because I really enjoyed her face in the very beginning when she's all, like, smug, like, talking to her dad. Like, yeah, I'm going to go down there to those hicks and I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you those trees. And then, like, it fades on her, kind of going, like, turkey shoot. Like, (laughs) 
these bums. <laughs> these rubes. Right. I just oh. thought it was such a, like, a good haughty face. I was like, oh, just you wait, Toby. <laughs> it was haughty. Yeah. Haughty is a good word uh, for it. Speaking of rubes, uh, Splinter. Splinters. Whatever the fuck. Uh, the guy that trained yeah. the Teenage Mutant Tur- Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a cowboy hat. Is he yes. a coot? After all, he's not a bad old coot. Yes. Oh, or is he 100%. Or, or is he just a rube? No, he is a coot. Women made him nervous. Yeah. Good evening, miss. I think good morning. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, nervous, you know. Very beautiful stranger around here, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Incredibly yes. nervous. Um, he was incredibly incompetent. Grossly. And he may or may not have things for horses. Yeah, that's that checks off a lot of the the symptoms of cootdom. And and I'm sorry, the the wagon that they had, that painted yellow wagon, if that is not a coot mobile, I if then I have never seen one in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I believe that he was wearing his hat, not like this a lot of the time, but like on the this? back of his yeah. head. Mm-hmm. That's that's pure coot. Yep. That's like definitely uh, coot. Now, normally we have the postcard moment, but since this is our Christmas episode, this is the Christmas card moment. Oh, <laughs> There is one clear Christmas card moment. Is it Sis with the turkey riding shotgun carrying a full load of Christmas trees over a flaming bridge? Is it? I, I, I mean... I don't know what else is. That's, oh, it is that's what I immediately thought of. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, Merry, I'm gonna screenshot that, and that's what everybody's getting. Right, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I mean, fine. I guess I went with a predictable uh, Christmas card moment, which was Roy Rogers on trigger, uh, nay, whatever you do, rearing yeah. back up with horse with mm-hmm. it snowing. Oh, at the very end, freeze framed. <laughs> yeah, where is it? Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> that was very nice. That was like that. That was classic mid-century Christmas card oh, Tupperware. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So can I give my my last trigger fact that I yes. have? <laughs> and then I have a list for everyone. Uh oh. It Ooh. relates to what Pat just said. Nice. So um, when uh, the original trigger died um, in 1965, uh, Roy Rogers arranged to have him stuffed. Mm. As you do. And he was stuffed in that pose that we see him in (laughs) at the end of this movie. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. And he was on display um, uh, in the Roy Rogers Museum. um, And he eventually did sell. Let me see if I can find the amount. Um, Let me see. Yeah. Trigger's preserved remains sold for $266 or $266,500 to television channel RFD TV, which plans to start a Western museum back in 2010. Um, This led me down a path. Oh, no. I'm sure. To what other stuffed horses exist? (laughs) I have a list. Oh, I can't wait. In no <laughs> I have in no one. particular order. So we have Trigger. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, we also have Buttermilk, which was Dale Evans's <laughs> horse, uh, stuffed mm-hmm. in a much more all four feet on the ground, much more sedate. Okay. Of course. Um, Misty of Chincoteague uh, oh. and her daughter Stormy are on display. You can see them. Uh, Comanche. Uh, the horse, which was the last survivor of Little Bighorn. Oh, wow. Uh, 
a horse that I have seen. <laughs> this is one of the first ones I've seen. Horses I have seen. The <laughs> Melissa Huggins story. <laughs> uh, Little Sorrel, which was Stonewall Jackson's horse. I have seen mm-hmm. that horse and photographed yep. it. It's weird. Um, now, this one is technically not weird. a stuffed horse, and I have been to this horse's gravesite. Uh, Traveler, uh, who oh, was yeah. oh, uh-huh. uh, Robert E. Lee's horse, the skeleton was preserved and later buried. <laughs> Rumored to haunt uh, Washington and mm-hmm. Lee's campus. I don't know what uh, Amy's laughing so hard about, but I'm just letting it happen. <laughs> um, Amy's dying, and we're gonna stuff her. And put her in I've got, I've got, I've got four more. I have four more. <laughs> There's, I'm gonna say this wrong, and my Civil War buffs will need to correct me. Rienzi, the the horse of Civil War General Phil Sheridan. Mm-hmm. He is stuffed, um, and then moving out of the war horse. Uh, category of stuffed horses that you can see amy's amy's lost it entirely (laughs) um (laughs) there is Uh far lap and far is spelled p-h-a-r and that is an australian Uh racehorse (laughs) he's in australia you know so any australian Australian listeners I can't believe they would stuff a racist horse. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Amy's laughing about. <laughs> okay. Then we have. <laughs> then we have. Now this one isn't the actual horse. This is actually um, an Amish workhorse uh, died, and they used it to stand in for um, Blueskin. Um, and I believe I've seen this. Uh, Blueskin, um, George Washington's horse. I believe that's yes. he's at Mount Vernon. <laughs> and then the the last one is not a famous horse. Um, but a he's horse. at the West he's at the West Virginia State Farm Museum. So, you know, Ooh. you can go there. Um his name is General and they stuffed him because he was one of the heaviest horses that ever lived. That's a fat horse. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you got to see the that. concept of so many stuffed horses. <laughs> And then Pat's like, well, I've seen that horse. (laughs) (laughs) On this list, list, I have seen, I believe I've seen Little Sorrel. Um, I've been to Traveler's Grave. um, And I believe I have seen Comanche. Because I think that one's at the Smithsonian. (laughs) I just, I'm shocked that they they needed to get rid of that racist horse, though. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well... You know, they used Little Sorrel's bones in the biology department at Virginia Military Institute until, like, the 1990s, right? Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then they recently cremated those bones and buried them at the foot of the Stonewall Jackson statue on VMI's parade grounds. Of course, that statue was removed this year. Uh, They they stuffed General Sherman, uh, and they they bring him out every time the South acts up. (laughs) (laughs) Is this when they, uh, with the glowing eyes, they put the Christmas lights in each eye? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, that guy. If you, if you do. Thank you. Come back again, Uncle Billy. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that list. I, I have not laughed that hard in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. You're very welcome. It is, I really, it is so strange. I it is love so it. deeply strange. Uh, I was I, laughing at your concept of a racist yes. horse just as a wordplay on racist. Yes, horse. that too. That got me going again. Because at I, first I was like laughing at my own joke. 
And then I started laughing just because the the absurdity of so many stuffed horses for you to see. Well, and if you oh, yeah. if you Google oh, it, yeah. though, there's pictures. You can see them. <laughs> I also oh, yeah. like that it's Misty of Chincoteague and the daughter Stormy. Stormy. Like it's yes. both of them. Yeah, and they didn't wait. And they didn't wait for Stormy to die. Uh, <laughs> They're like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, populate this museum, right? And, with, and we with, need glue. On, with little Sorrel, actually, the way they did taxidermy at the time, they didn't. They had to cast little Sorrel while he was alive. Wow. So when he was getting close to death, they came and they made a plaster cast of little Sorrel, and then when he died, they skinned him, <laughs> and put the skin over the plaster armature, <laughs> and that is. The very taxidermy that VMI has to literally bathe every couple of years in the facility. Wow. That's how I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Mrs. McCloud, it's, I know you're coming to the words of the end, so we're going to cast you. Yeah, Fair enough. I, I, just, I just love that they like... <laughs> Like, they were like, we need a horse for George Washington to ride. So, like, who's got a white horse? And some Amish people were like, well, ours just died. <laughs> you know, this Take one. this one. <laughs> you want this uh, You want this dead horse? It's white? Yeah, yeah. All right, sounds good. So, yeah, put it in the truck. I think we need to do a tier list of all these stuffed horses. You know. So, so thank you for, I went down a rabbit hole on that. <laughs> thank we, you no, for letting me share that. That's we fantastic. Do, we can do that for our hundredth episode. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, I figured what, out how to edit video, so we can make a little YouTube with a tier tier list. Sweet. Well, yeah, we I think for the hundredth episode, we should each do a tiered list. Yeah. Okay. I love we'll it. Pick our own. Yeah. Yeah. Pick our own tiered list and just make. I it like happen. it. Uh, I, I think when it, mine will be Italian fuzz guitar. <laughs> nice. I think I'm gonna go for mustaches. Ooh, it's good. Mustaches or chins? I haven't decided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got time. We got Those time. Those are all excellent choices. Yeah, uh, there's so much to choose from. Uh, see, uh, <laughs> of all that, all that horse horsing around, uh, ah. we forgot about the saloon search, <laughs> which through kind of uh, they called it Jacks, but the sign clearly said the Golden Plume, which <laughs> that that's a thing you can name a bar. Mm-hmm. It's where they're it's where they're yeah. doing the wrap party for all the Christmas trees, but it looked like yeah this is like the nineteen like nineteen fifty thought like a saloon would look like I'd go in there and order a Schlitz while order while wearing an ugly shirt. Hell yeah, yeah. With like a yoke on it, you know what I mean? I mean, it looked like they were having a fun party. I would have totally hung out in there. That's yeah. definitely where, you, and it's the kind of party where they have strictly like mid century like beers. You know, like oh, you get yeah. your Schlitz, your Carling Black Label. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your arson, and then you, then <laughs> you commit arson later. I, you know. My only worry is that that place smells like a decorative candle from Joanne Fabrics. No, 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 no. This is gonna smell, smell like your granddad's house. Mm-hmm. I'm in there. So like Lucky Strikes and Jim Beam. Yeah, yeah and linseed oil. <laughs> exactly. And it's Christmas, yeah. so also fir trees. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fresh fir right. tree. Very sad, flammable right. fir trees. I know. <laughs> <laughs> get you get you a cu- glass of that rum punch from the crystal ball. Hell yeah! Get uh, get get one for your granddad. <laughs> get get two for your granddad, <clears throat> and bring his slippers. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of uh, stuff you would wear, uh, Mel, what do you got in the costume corner? So 
Um, the most interesting outfits were, of course, worn by uh, Toby. I thought she looked great. Um, I do want to comment on <laughs> at the end a little because I think it's going to lead into a larger discussion about mm-hmm. the framing <laughs> outfits that were worn in the little yes. like in 80s <clears throat> sequences. Um, but I think that Toby was dressed like like they borrowed like this is where the top of Olivia de Havilland's costumes in Dodge City came from. <laughs> or like yeah. they reused them for this movie. Um <clears throat> because she she shows up in like she's got two great suits. Like I love the one that she wears at the turkey shoot with the like the cute little sleeves and everything. She looked great. And mm-hmm. rip that hat. Like yeah. they destroyed a really cute hat. I was very upset about that. <laughs> um um most of the cowboys again too clean, but it was very much it was very much in the Hallmark vein of the men in those movies who wear the flannel shirts are also like just too clean and too perfect. Yeah. Like, you know, like that. Mm. So, but they, I mean, it, it, it was a Roy Rogers movie. I wanted the scarf around the neck. I got scarves around the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had this sort of pseudo white Christmas kind of outfits slash, uh, you know, old west outfits and i'm like i'm cool with this this is all this is all this is kind of what i like all right we're good Uh, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. her outfits though got increasingly bad like she started out a fashion plate (laughs) looked great power suits loved it no notes and then she gets this embroidered fringy kind of top and she committed the like cardinal sin for me i know Stu, you have hat too small I hate those flat cowboy hats with the chin straps on women. <laughs> it does look kind of silly. Yep. Like children. Like they do. You know, it's I funny. hate. It. Give her a flippin' regular hat. Why does she have the chin strap? It looks dumb. I hate it. It's terrible. It's it. I saw that and I was like, I hate this. Um, she looks like she's supposed to be on a cover of a, on a country Western. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I saw that hat in one of the Westerns we watched. It was, uh, what was it? Toy Story 3. Yeah, there you go. You know what? Jesse's hat in Toy Story is better than that. (laughs) Um, It's bigger. Oh boy. They're just, them's fighting And I'm not complaining about like cowboy hats with chin straps. Like sometimes they work but like hers was it's like she 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 it's like what happened was she showed up in this town she had three power suits with her and she was like i'm gonna stay two days and then i'm gonna go home uh and then was like oh well now i have to stay here to oversee everything and went to the local general store and got some clothes and all they sold her was we got fringe we got yokes we got stetsons mm-hmm. what do you want we got like, painted on we got painted on pants for yeah you. I'll what's take with those these. pants um <laughs> was that a jumpsuit she was wearing at I, one point i think oh, yeah. so yeah mm-hmm. if not she had like a flap front of the pants to have the like the front mm. panel yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, it wasn't. It Belt wasn't buckles. great uh, later on, but otherwise, it was like it was exactly what you expect for Oprah Rogers, and it added a little bit to that timelessness. Like you don't know what time period was happening, 
which again, Christmas, magic of Christmas, I'm okay with. Sure. Um, I will say there was there were some Stetson hats I wanted, and uh, the first plaid jacket I saw, Mister Holt was like at like ten minutes in, I was like, I gotta have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Good jackets in this movie. Yeah, I liked True. I liked all the collection of neck scarves. Like, some great neck scarves. Completely Amazing. useless. No mm-hmm. reason to have one. Oh. Always at a jaunty. Oh, oh yeah. Always. always. Uh, also, Trigger the Horse. Excellently dressed. Beautiful silver plated, uh, you know, uh, tack that he had. Looked great. Loved it. Which is, I mean, takes some guts to wear a silver plated tack. Uh, based on what happened the last time there's anything reflective on a horse in a if movie. You, they got blown up. I'm sorry, up. Trigger is the smartest horse in the West. I do not think he would allow anyone to put spicy salami in his saddlebags. <laughs> the world's smartest horse, everybody. Yeah. World's smartest horse. What did Trigger... Yes. We can get back to Trigger, but continue with your costume. Oh, what were, gonna, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, like, we saw the dog do a lot of stuff, but what smart things did Trigger do in this movie? Well, uh, he drove I was a car. Kind of upset. <laughs> I was actually kind of upset about that because he usually does do tricks. Um, but I think the one mm-hmm. main one was when the horses were stampeding. All Roy Rogers had to do was say his name, and he immediately stopped. Um, mm-hmm. And and all that, and like, and the increasing acrobatics that Roy Rogers did to yeah. to get in the saddle. He was very tolerant well, and, of that. And and actually, I I think that that was kind of um, took away from the film when they called Traeger's name and he stopped because he was running to do my taxes on uh, time, which was another trick mm-hmm. that he does. And what, what what was missing was that they cut a scene where where Roy Rogers <laughs> says, "Trigger, come back! Hey, spot me a five. <laughs> and the trigger and like Trigger reaches back to the saddlebag, pulls out his wallet, and hands Roy a five dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> Looks yeah. at him sternly and says, "You're not going to spend this all on tobacco and booze, are you?" <laughs> no, 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 Mr. Trigger. World's smartest horse. <laughs> I want to talk about the outfits that they wore in the frame for the Happy Trails Theater. Oh yes. Oh so, boy. First, we'll deal with Penny, uh, who what what was that her real that was her name was Penny, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Who played Toby in the movie? Um, they put her in red fringe <laughs> and a dumb hat. <laughs> and the other woman had a had a an orb of hair. Oh, it was so much hairspray. <laughs> she had like a halo of hair. It was like Don't, don't hold an open yes. flame next to that woman. No. <laughs> Higher the hair the closer yep. to God. Um I mean there's Dale. Uh Dale. Uh, uh, Roy Rogers' wife. And Roy Rogers looked like Roy Rogers. I just wanted to say you haven't changed a bit. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But Iron Eyes Cody. And Iron Eyes looks fantastic. Why? Why? Why was he dressed like a Native American man? Can I also say I Googled him? Yes. Yeah. Did anybody else Google him? No, because I knew what the answer was Isn't he an be. Italian man? Yes, he is. <laughs> Okay, just making sure. Yeah. And apparently got, like, real, like, on his dignity when he would be told that you're not Native American. He's like, yes, I was. And according to Wikipedia, he was also that real famous commercial about, like, conservation. With the crying, with the yeah. crying was him. Yeah. He's just leaning it. You know, like, some people... Some people can, like, learn and grow, and other people double down. 
aren't we beautiful? <laughs> was I was born down. a bear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was I was like F minus <laughs> disappointed. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, who let him dress like that? Like, does he just dress like that normally? Is that just how he gets out of bed I, every day? I think that's just how he gets out of bed. That man is deep in his delusions. You almost want to be like, yeah, do you need and, help? Like, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with wearing uh, buckskin necessarily. No, but when you make it look a certain flavor, like if I just had buckskin pants, yeah. Right, Maybe mountaineer as kind a of man, guy. Yeah. exactly. You know, that's one thing. But if you put a whole bunch of feathers oh, and beads was, and shit, yeah, uh huh, and then talk about going to the reservation, it's like no. Please stop that. You were born in Louisiana. Right, you're fr- you're. Which there are plenty of indigenous folks in Louisiana. There are, but your parents are Italian. Yeah. 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 Well, and actually, that's an interesting discussion too, because then there's the whole discussion of Mardi Gras Indians. Um, and that stems not from indigenous culture, but mainly from the uh, Buffalo Bill Road Show that would come through New Orleans, and the uh, the black communities in around New Orleans would identify with the indigenous people because they were killing the white guys, and that's where the um, Mardi Gras Indian hmm. um, traditions are rooted. This was not no. that. No, this <laughs> no. Was not that. But there is there is some um, there is something there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there it's, it's that there is some cultural realness that comes from that. That it's not a, yeah, anyway. No. But yeah, whatever. But the the other three were definite time capsules. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> like the most. Yeah, those people had plastic the on most the couch. Rhinestone of rhinestone. <laughs> Cowboys that you could see. Yeah, uh, Roy Rogers had not changed his wardrobe since oh, 1954. I think, was, I think he was wearing the same outfit. I think he was too. It looked the same to me. He just wore his own clothes mm-hmm. at that movie. Also, the insert folksy laughter here. <laughs> folksy laughed at exe. The the Wait, banter was? was painful. Oh my god. I'm like, do well, these yeah. people even like each other? What is happening? You know the. Go ahead, honey. What did you start saying? Uh, oh, excuse me. Were you going to say something? Ah, it's, no. a, it's a. Go ahead, mother. Stop touching each other. Also. Yeah, Iron Eyes just looked like he didn't want to be there. Do, do we think? I think right, he was half what of the bag. What percentage of that panel? What percentage of that panel was under the influence of something? Uh oh yeah, Iron Iron Eyes, whatever is with the whatever the fuck he was definitely drinking that day. Oh yeah. At I least. Think- Penny I mean, might have been drinking, hence why Roy Rogers was so uncomfortable, um, uh, because she kept touching him. Yeah, I thought I thought Roy Rogers maybe had just eaten some of his own food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, where's the double cheeseburger? I'm watching this whole movie. Yeah, there's no fries, no cheeseburgers. I thought this like, was hold a Roy on. Rogers film. Hold on, fellas, before we go off and cha- form the posse, let's sit down and have this all-American meal that can be yours for a dollar ninety-nine. <laughs> now you're participating, Roy Rogers restaurant. <laughs> Speaking oh, of cooking, did anyone else cringe at the line when uh, the Toby Toby goes um, when they're like, "Oh, we'll do the fake Christmas dinner," and then she goes, "I could do the cookie if you wanted me to." Like, oh. And then everybody Whipping, looks right? at her and she's like, I don't really know how to cook. And I'm like, and you're going to cook a turkey? Toby, I didn't know you could cook like that. Neither <laughs> did I. It's the first time I ever tried. Ooh. Right, like, <laughs> wait a... Yeah, like, 
I'd be like, I'll do a to the green bean casserole. Like, don't do the turkey. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm new to this video game, but fuck it, I'm putting it on hard mode. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna stream it on Twitch to millions of people. How hard can it be? Oh, oh. yeah, it, it felt it. Yeah, heteronormative stereotypes and gender so, roles. So abound. maybe that's why they didn't eat the turkey, because they knew she made it and it was full of salmonella. Yeah, and they made up the whole thing about uh, Galahad, and they were like, yeah. "We'll just say that to make her feel better." Well, this thing is clear. Oh. This thing's raw in the middle. Holy shit! <laughs> Even the dog didn't want to eat it, which I'm like, that dog doesn't give two shits about that. <laughs> that, that, dog, that dog ate three men. Yeah, that dog full. thirsts oh, for blood. He like, was full. He was full. <laughs> Mel and I came to the same conclusion at the yep, same time. It. Sky, I love it. All right. Uh, so how uh, how do we want to judge this uh, this delightful Christmas classic? Merrily, <laughs> I give it three dudes eaten by a dog out of six. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Merry Christmas! I'll give it. <laughs> And happy holidays. Roll credits. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll give it four out of six Ernest Saves Christmases. <laughs> I'll give this six out of six stuffed horses. <laughs> I, I would give it a solid three out of six. I enjoyed the the chase scenes at the end. And I'm telling you, sis for president. She was oh, just. Yeah. She carried this movie. Sis for president. She really it, did. Sis for president. Yes. This, this this was a this was a good artifact of its time. It's it's good fluff. You know, get yourself some eggnog. You'll have a good time. And the plus side, which you know gives it like you know a whole extra star over the shit show that we watched last time, um, <laughs> is that it's only an hour long. <laughs> right. It's only an yeah. hour. Right. It's then you less can watch time like... than this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then you can watch, like, The Grinch or something. I don't know. <laughs> you Insert Christmas movie here. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Die Hard. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah that's gooder. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, I, I hope everyone has had an excellent year, and I hope you have a great next year. Uh, from I think I speak for all of us when I say a very happy holidays and a very merry Christmas from all of us here at the Cow Punchers. I am, as always, your folksy deputy sheriff of the Sprig of Holly and his Stetson hat, Stu Kaufman. And I am still uh, your Sir Galahad of the Round Table, Amy McLeod. <laughs> and I'm going to send a child over a burning bridge this holiday season <laughs> just for kicks. <laughs> My name is Pat Jarrett. And I am a jaunty taxidermied horse. Melissa Huggins. <laughs> Y'all watch yourselves out there on the trail. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Amy. Thank you for preserving my shame forever.